Welcome to another episode of FTU Life After the Military, and I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. Hey, this is a Thanksgiving weekend, so I hope everybody's having a good uh, time with their family, and hopefully you haven't eaten too much uh, turkey and ham. But like I said, I hope that you were able to, you know, just spend some time to decompress and just be happy, you know, or as happy as we can be. Um, So... You know, lately I've been talking about multiple things when it's just me, right? Um, uh, my daughter, you know, she's pretty smart and she's uh, pointed out to me that I've been uh, pretty hard on retired sergeant majors. And that's true. Uh, the reason for that is because the retired sergeant majors that I meet are have not transitioned out of the military. Their, their mindset is still um, that they're a sergeant major and they're not. And so for... If you're a sergeant major out there and you're retired and you don't fall in, into that category where you're still talking with the knife edge or still telling people to explain themselves or, you know, issuing orders and commands. And um, if that's not you, I, I apologize. I didn't mean to lump everybody in the same group. Um, so along with that, you know, I also want to talk about my uh, transition out, out of the military. So um, coming out, I had this mindset that I did not want to, uh, I did not want assistance uh, transitioning out because I wanted to, I wanted to do it on my own. I didn't want to give the military any um, recognition uh, for my success of transitioning out. Um, the Ar- the army specifically seems to be uh, if you screw up, it's all your fault. But if you do something well, then you know it's a team effort, or you know your NCOIC or your OIC. Um, they're the ones who, who, you know, reap the benefit and, you know, take the glory, I, I guess, for it. Because they're the ones who trained you. They're the ones who mentored you, supposedly, right? So getting out, it's like, no, 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 no. Nobody's going to get this. It's all me. I'm either going to fail completely on my own or I'm going to succeed completely on my own. And so, you know, my transition isn't complete. Um, but I, I like to think that I, I'm doing all right. Um but along with that, I, I know that I had this uh, preconceived notion of retired officers specifically, right? Because uh, I ran into a lot of them who would say that they're retired lieutenant colonel or retired colonel, retired um, general, right? And I found that a little just annoying and pretentious and obnoxious, right? But what are you going to do? That's just who they are. What I found, though, is that although they would introduce themselves to that like it, with their former title, um, they were very willing to assist me. And in most cases, they would introduce themselves with their former title and never bring it up again. Um, so I greatly appreciate that. And um, if I offended you, uh, I don't think I did. And you know what? I'm not going to apologize for that because uh, I, I ran into too many people who were um, – I ran into a few people who were jackasses. So for those of you who are retired officers that I ran into and helped me and, you know, were sincere with your, um, your efforts and your assistance, I just want to say thank you to you. Um, and I also ran into some, uh, just people in general in the military who retired and, you know, they might have introduced themselves with their, uh, former rank, um, but then they, that's it. They don't really mention it anymore. Um, 
So, you know, this uh, podcast is about helping veterans. I know I've, you know, when it's just me, I, I talk about, I seem to ramble on about multiple topics. Um, but the one thing I wanted to bring up is I'm part of this one network and I received this uh, email um, from UMass Global, right? And it's uh, titled, How to Translate Your Military Skills to a Civilian Resume. And, you know, it's a simple one pager and it was pretty I liked it. I, I didn't use it, but I, I see how it'd be beneficial to um, people transitioning out. So again, if you go into Google and you just type in UMass, U-M-A-S-S, Global, a nonprofit affiliate of the University of Massachusetts, and then, you know, comma, how to translate your military skills to a civilian resume, it should pop right up and it'll, you know, give you examples of military terminology, right? Advanced individual training and civilian terminology would be advanced skills course. War college would translate to executive leadership school. Uh, combined armed staff college would be senior management leadership school. Um, TDY, you know, you could put in there as business travel, PCS, relocation, OER, NCOER, performance appraisal, right? Combat, you know, would be hazardous conditions, conflict, reconnaissance would be data collection, survey analysis, regulations, policy instructions. So like I said, it's just a, a one pager. Um, but I would highly recommend you uh, looking this up. If you don't want to do that, um, if you don't, you could just type in uh, the website. It's umassglobal.edu backslash military dash and dash veterans, or you can email me at arantonyrodriguez98 at gmail.com and I'll send it to you or DM me on Twitter or DM me on Facebook and, and I'll send this right to you. All right. Cause uh, that's what this podcast is about. It's about just helping, helping each other out. Right. Cause a uh, transition out of the military is difficult it's as difficult as we want to make it, and it's as easy as we want to make it. Um, so, for people who don't, who haven't transitioned yet, you know, when we leave, we're told, "Hey, you need to know what you want to do." Um, but we're just so adept at doing so many things that it's pretty much just identify. For me, it was identifying what I did not want to do, and even with that, I applied to jobs that I didn't want to do, particularly want to do, but. I knew I just needed a job um, to fill my time because I, I couldn't go from being full speed in the military to just stopping completely because uh, that would be just way too much downtime for me and it would give me way too much time to just, I'd get bored and, you know, I have a drinking problem. You know, I don't drink anymore, but if I had that much time on my hands, maybe I would, I don't know. Um, so that's why I, I wanted to make sure I was working. Um, so I would have taken a job that I didn't particularly want, um, just to hold me over. Right. And I would continue looking for another job. So when we get out, you know, everybody tells you, you have to know exactly what you want to do. It's like, no, you just have to have some idea of what you don't want to do and what you'll accept. Um, cause I was willing to take a job, you know, if it was just being, you know, delivering mail or working for UPS, loading boxes, loading trucks, that would have been fine because it would have given me something to do and I could have found the job of my dreams later.
Okay. That's what people don't understand is like, we're going to get a retirement check. And if you file your VA claim early enough, you should get it, you know, a month or two months after you retire. And so you'll, you'll have some income. So you won't be pressed to, you know, find a job making $150,000 a year. Now, when you get out also, you know, just have some expectation management. You know, I, I see on LinkedIn, you know, I'm, want to get on this topic of LinkedIn because, uh, well, I, I was scrolling through and some of the people in, that I have as connections on there, I was looking at their profiles. This one individual just took his, uh, what his duty description was from his NCOERs, and then he posted that onto LinkedIn, which is a way, I mean, you do whatever you want. That's your profile. You build it however you want. But nobody in the civilian sector and regular life understands any of that jargon. So my recommendation would be take that and um, use the website that I just uh, plugged and, uh, you know, translate that military jargon into something that people actually understand. And then, you know, I get it. You wanted to explain to people that you saved the world and every, every time you did a new job in the military, you saved the world over, right? You saved the galaxy, you saved the universe. You know, you invented something. You were the first to do this. It's okay, but you, your job description on LinkedIn can't be 10 pages each. It has to be a little brief, right? Because if I'm a recruiter and I'm looking for people to hire, you know, if I'm going to go in and look at there, I don't have 10 hours to read how, you know, you cured cancer and you were able to split the, the atom at the same time. That That's just ridiculous. So let's be a little realistic here and let's just try to focus on what our objective is. Like if you, if you're trying to be the Sergeant major of the universe and that's all you want to be, then have at it Ex expand on your military career, your military experience and, and just go for it. That that's for you. Um, it wasn't for me. So I changed mine up. Um, Secondly, uh, the whole expectation management, um, I see this from officers a lot where <laughs> they're on LinkedIn and yes, I understand you have 25 to 30 years of experience in the military and maybe you retired as a colonel or a general, but you're getting out and you want to be a CEO. And yes, I know you're going to say, well, I'm qualified for that. Okay, sure. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. I don't know. Um, but I don't know how many places are, are, are going to hire you uh, just coming out of the military because you were two-star, three-star, four-star general. You know, that I, I bring up that gentleman that was a uh, talk to us from the Onward to Opportunity. Um, he, re he was a retired two-star. He did. He got hired into a high uh, position in a hospital. I forget what it was. So there's a difference, though, because he was an actual medical doctor. The majority of generals retiring from the military are not doctors. He's the exception. He's not the norm. We need to understand that. Okay. So just have expectations. I get it. You're used to uh, commanding divisions, right? Well, when you get out, you're not, and people aren't going to bend over backwards or, you know, when you come down, walking down the hallway, it's not going to be like, you know, you're partying the Red Sea. Like I, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less about your rank. Um, so just have expectation management. And the last thing I want to talk about LinkedIn is um, 
So I see a lot of people on there who they're trying to build their brand. They're talking about inspirational stuff and how to um, work life balance and how to disconnect and how to do all this stuff. Um, for the majority of the people on there, what I've seen is they're all selling something. I, I, I there was this one individual there that I, uh, she was selling something. I forgot what it was. Um, and I, uh, clicked on it to see, right. Well, it was like this workshop, a week long workshop, and she was cha- charging $5,000 for it. And the description was talking about, you know, being able to relax and concentrate and meditate and then focus. So then you can elevate your mind so you can get onto the astral plane. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't care about any of that. Like, I get it. Like you, you, you're trying to build your brand and make some money. Um, but I don't want to, I don't, I'm not going to pay you $5,000. So you can tell me that I was Abraham Lincoln in a previous life, or I was Montezuma, the leader of the Aztecs who, uh, you know, lost to the Spaniards. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pay you. So you can tell me some nonsense that isn't going to help me. And what I found is there are a lot of people on LinkedIn that, that are like that. Um, but you know, that's just my opinion. So you judge for yourself. Um, you know, I have a few self-help books and they're usually most all the same. It's people just telling me, you know, prioritize and, you know, don't, don't worry about what other people think. And, you know, um, you know, that one book, the art of not giving an F right. And these are things like, really, like I figured this out, like, when I was 15, like this is just a bunch of nonsense. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I, you know, I've said it before is I'm writing a book, right? It's my memoir and, uh, talking about, um, just being a young kid in East LA and thinking I was poor and thinking I had struggles and I did it. I, I was, I was never poor. I was basically born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I just didn't realize it. It was easier to tell myself that I was a victim, um, but I, I, that's never been the case. Again, I'm the luckiest person on the planet, and now I know that, right? Uh, but I dug a hole for myself, uh, you know, with my drinking problems, and then just feel just hating myself, just downright hating myself. Um, so I'm writing a book, right? And it should be out um, next summer. Now. Once it's complete, you know, I'm hiring an editor. That's going to be about $2,000. And then uh, once, you know, it gets edited, then I'm going to self-publish. I'm going to put it out on Amazon, and I'm going to try to get it uh, loaded uh, to Barnes & Nobles as well. And I'm not going to charge. It's going to be one of those books where you can just download for free. Now, I'm going to try to get it in print, too. I'm going to try to print off 200 books because I can't imagine too many people are going to want to read this. So I figure if I order... Uh, 200 books I have about 10 people who said that they want to read it. But um, so that'll just leave me with, I guess, 190 books in my garage. Right. Um, but I'm going to fork that bill. Um, and that's going to be, I don't know, about 10 grand. And yeah, I know that sounds insane. Right. But, you know, I have people who are, you know, buying luxury cars, going out, buying boats and buying second or third house. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I retired the house. Um, that I have now, it, it's a small house, um, but this is where my kids were raised and I don't want to move. I don't need a bigger house. 
um, even when I finally retire to Yap, you know, still going to have this house so I can come back whenever I want. Um, so my goal is just to get this book out and just to, if you want to read it, you can have it free for free. Just tell me where to ship it and I'll ship it to you or you can download it on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and uh, it'll be yours. Um, because if we're trying to help each other, then it should be genuine. You should generally want to help someone. It shouldn't be some sort of, yeah, I'll help you out for the low price of $39.99. It's like, come on, get out of here, dude. Like, I'm, I'm not going to take you serious. All right, so that's where it's going with uh, with that. Now, I also want to let everyone know that I am, once I'm done with my uh, PhD program, I am going to try to publish my book on leadership. Um, but that book, I am going to try to sell to colleges, right? Um, because I have 22 years of leadership in the military and I'm getting uh, leadership experience at my work. And by the way, my PhD is going to be in leadership, global leadership. So why not write a book? And But I'm not trying to make any money off of the average person. I'm trying to make money off of uh, the universities. Because why not? They're making a lot of money off of me. So why not make some money off of them? So with that, um, I'd like to extend an invitation to uh, anybody who's been out there, uh, who served the military, uh, who has, uh, whether it was a day or whether it was 32 years, I especially want to extend an invitation to um, retired sergeant majors, not active duty sergeant majors, but retired sergeant majors, because I'd like to hear how you transitioned and how you were able to give up the rank, or if you were not able to give up the rank. I'd like to hear that. Uh, my daughter has said, she's reminded me multiple times that, hey, dad, you, you know, you're being kind of rough on them. You're like uh, crushing them and you're not giving them an opportunity to uh, present themselves. So I, I'd like to uh, afford any retired sergeant major, any E9s out there, the opportunity to come on. And again, this is not scripted. This is not like the Jerry Springer show or Maury Povich. I'm not the TMZ of podcasts. Um, it, it's a pretty simple format. I play my intro music. I do my introduction a slight introduction of you, and then I just hand it over to you, and you talk about whatever you want. The only rule I have is limit your cursing and no F-bombs. That's it. That's pretty simple. Well, I would say it's pretty simple, but you'd be surprised at how many people come on here, and then all of a sudden the first thing they want to do is just start dropping F-bombs, <laughs> uh, which is fine. I can edit it out as long as it's a reasonable amount of F-bombs. You know, if you're dropping 50 F-bombs in 30 seconds. So like We're going to have to do it over again because that's just too much. Um, so again, if you'd like to be on here, just let me know. Email me again at arantonio-rodriguez98 at gmail.com or DM me on Twitter or DM me on Facebook. Um, I also saw that uh, I don't know if uh, the Marines were really excited uh, to hear another Marine on here, or if it was just Julian, Julian has a lot of friends, but I noticed that, uh, his episode received a great deal of, uh, downloads within the first day. Um, so if you're a retired Marine and you'd like to be on here, uh, please just reach out and, uh, let me know. I'd love to hear your story because we all have a story to say. We all have, we all served our country and we you know if you want to combat 20 times, or if you never went to combat, you know, you did what your country asked you to do. Excuse me. You did what your country 
asked you to do. Um, and, you know, that's all you can do. You can't do more. Like if your country doesn't deploy you, what are you supposed to do? Just stow away on an aircraft or a ship and go on your own? That, that's insane. So, again, if you or if you're a veteran, you retired, or you want to talk about your military um, experience, if you just want to talk about, um, you know, if you open a small business and you want to get on here and just promote your business, by all means, let me know and we'll have you on here. Um, the only thing is, you know, if you're promoting your business, it can't be some crazy pyramid scheme because we're not here to take advantage of uh, veterans. Um, so I don't know about everyone else, but the holidays, I usually get a little down. Um, you know, my parents both passed away. My eldest sister, she she passed away. And, uh, you know, around, around the holidays, you know, I start thinking about like uh, just the time I wasted, the time that I was away you know, with my daughter, you know, by the time she went to college, I had missed easily six years of her life. And then I don't know how many other days, months, or years I, I missed just from drinking. So during the holidays, I get a little down. And so, you know, I just want to let everyone out there, if, if you're hearing this and you're feeling down, um, reach out to someone, you know, you can reach out to me again, DM me on, on Twitter or Facebook Email me at arantonyrodriguez98 at gmail.com. Um, reach out to a friend. You know, just don't be alone. Don't, don't. Um, you know, this time of year, for some reason, it, it, it can be hard. Um, but we sacrificed a lot for our country, sacrificed a lot for our family, um, whether our, our, the country and our family know it. That doesn't matter. We know it. We know it. We know what we've sacrificed. We sacrificed our mental, our physical, our emotional health. And, uh, you know, we deserve to be happy. We deserve to live a long life. Um, so, so reach out, you know, don't, you're not alone. You're never alone, you know, and please. Um, so I mentioned that, you know, I, I've lost a, a few weight, a little bit of weight because, uh, you know, back in, in the pandemic, uh, I, I ballooned up to about 218 pounds. And I'm only 5'7", right? And, you know, I've always had some muscle on me throughout my military career. But even still, 218, that's way too much. That wasn't a whole lot of uh, muscle. There was a lot of fat on there. And so um, I've trimmed down to 185 and uh, I'm feeling pretty good. And yesterday and today, you know, I had quite a bit of ham. And so... Uh, but that's it, you know, um, I didn't indulge in, you know, crazy desserts or anything. It was basically just ham, some mashed potatoes yesterday. And today it was just ham. And, you know, that's all right because you're, we're allowed to enjoy life. And, but like I said, you know, I, I know my health, um, just my genetics lean for me to develop type one or type two diabetes or type 2 diabetes, uh, and every form of cancer known to man, and heart disease. And so, you know, I, I have to watch what I do, what, what I eat, and that's okay. You know, that, that's a small price to pay. Um, but losing those 30 pounds took two and a half years, right? And even with drinking, it took, uh, what, like 10 years. You know, completing my education took 16, 18 years. And the whole point of this is like, you know, we all want to improve, right? What, what's what, what I've been preaching on here, you know, progress, not perfection. Well, you know, there's no miracle pill. There's no 
quick fix. There's no fast way to get where we want. Um, we just have to keep practicing, you know, and, and we might, we might trip and fall, but you know, you, you just pick, you know, dust yourself off and pick yourself up and, and you try again. I mean, how many times did I try to quit drinking? I, I don't know, 50, hundred times I'd go dump out the, my six pack and like, all right, today's the day. I'm not going to drink again. By the next day I'm off buying a case of beer because I, what am I doing? Am I stupid? It's like, and uh, so it, it, so it took a while. It took like 10 years, but you know, you work at it and you eventually achieve your goals. Um, you know, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. And like I said, you know, you, you've heard these podcasts. I stutter a lot. I have a lisp. I have a, you know, because of my five concussions, I'll lose track of what I'm saying. And I've had professors tell me that I shouldn't be in college and, you know, I shouldn't be in a graduate program and, and that's fine. I, I get it. But, you know, I'm not I'm not that 18-year-old kid in East L.A. anymore that's going to listen to somebody. It's like, I, I don't care. I know what my goals are, and I'm going to achieve them one way or the other. I'll get there if I have to crawl my, my lazy butt across the finish line. I'm going to get to my goals. I'm with, like my grandbaby and my daughter said, you know, you just be a champion. Go out and be a champion. That, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, that's uh, what I encourage you, everyone else out there. Just whatever your goals are, like go, go achieve them. Don't worry about what anybody else says. You know, take care of yourself. We, we're important. If you just want to like just stay home and just, you know, do chores around the house or just, you know, work on your motorcycles. If you can afford that, then by all means, you know, again, I ask that you go out and, uh, uh, you know, help out our, our brothers in, in the community um, who might need a little bit of assistance with that, you know. I joined the VFW and, you know, they asked me to take on a little bit uh, to help out in the organization. I said, sure. Um, so the pro- the only problem with that is, uh, you know, I have to log into the VFW website. And so for the past two weeks, I've been trying to easily each day spent like two hours trying to log in resetting my password. And you would think that logging into this website, like I'm accessing some super top secret information. It isn't. It's, it's like, it, it's just the VFW website. So I had to tell um, the head guy at my post, like, hey, man, like, I'm willing to help out or do whatever you want, but I'm not wasting one more second on logging on that, logging on to that website because it was stressing me out and it was taking a toll on my uh, mental health. And you say, well, how, how could that be? It's like, if it's just minimal, just a tiny bit, that's too much. It's too much for me. How much am I willing to accept? How much stress am I willing to accept? I'll, I'll tell you, none. Not if I'm volunteering my time free of charge. It's zero, absolutely zero. Like I'll go out and I'll help uh, our brothers and you know our sisters, you know, out of the community. But let's be honest, I don't need the VFW for that, and I don't need the American Legion for that. I don't. I'd like to do it because it's helping them out, and I know there are organizations that help our brothers and our sisters out. And, you know, I'll do whatever they need me to do, except this, as long as it's not causing me any stress. And you can say that that that's a little selfish. It's like, yeah, it is because I have to put my health first. We all have to put our health first. We're, we're important. We're retired. We're no longer a number. Okay. And we all have to understand that we are important. Our health is important. Okay, so if you can help, 
please help. If it's going to be cause stress on you, then don't find something. You know, if, if you need to go take Tai Chi lessons in the park, then do that. If you want to take ballroom lessons, uh, dancing, then then do that. Find something that that'll help you relax. Like I said, Drew, uh, he's I don't know. I think he has like ten or fifteen cars that he's trying to build all at once, and so you know that relaxes him. He likes to ride his motorcycle. Then you know, I had Julian on here who said that he likes to ride his motorcycle too. So evidently, that seems to be. Um, something to do right to relax um i'm not gonna lie i want to buy my motorcycle but it's, it's going to be an india motorcycle um so that's just my uh little short episode for um thanksgiving day uh well thanksgiving weekend uh, again i just wanted to get out and just you know invite you to come on if you'd like to be on and i want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening um seems we've had a few more listeners in the midwest uh Michigan, Ohio, um, Illinois, Iowa. I had some down in further in the south, uh, Louisiana, Oklahoma. I got a Montana out there. Um, Julian, thank you very much. It seems like all of your Marine friends uh, throughout the world decided to uh, download your episode. So thank you for that. And uh, just remember, um, you are important, all right? You are special. You do matter. Please take care of your physical and your mental health. Um, if you need anything, just email me again at arantonyrodriguez98 at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like a a sample resume, let, let me know, and I'll send you um, my example of my federal resume and my example of my regular resume, and I'll send it to you directly so you don't have to work from scratch. All right, so until next time. Um, Take it easy. Talk to you later. Zot, zot, zot. And roll tide.